0: Hey, guys, it's Adam Toy here with This Is Why. In our last conversation, our last episode with Ziad Fazl about contact tracing apps, there was so much information, so many different parts of the conversation that we wanted to make sure that you heard the entire unedited conversation that I had with Ziad about both the AB Trace Together app, and COVID alert. So here we go, we've put it into one long conversation as a bonus episode. Enjoy my conversation with project manager based out of Calgary, Ziad Fazl. Hi Ziad. Hi Adam, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Good, thanks so much for making some time here today. You're welcome, my pleasure. Ziad, how should I uh, introduce you as far as a title? Local software engineer, Is it? would that be sufficient? Or
1: No, I'm a, I'm a project manager with an okay. engineering background. And I've done project management of hardware, software, and integrated hardware software projects. OK. Um, most of my, um, a lot of my working experience has been a few years. I was with Nortel doing project management of R&D, as well as um, strategic planning for Nortel's um, ventures into Brazil and China. And I then worked in the strategic operations group um, doing Due diligence of different projects, so that's kind of where I got my um, experience on how to make a slide. Um, often I was in front of VPs giving a presentation, and they really like you to get to the point, and they they don't mind a busy slide as long as it gives them the information they need.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, I'm I'm just wondering for how does your background as a project manager how did that um, uh, in how did that help you with with all of this research you've been doing. Aside from the slide, being able to put together a slide deck.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I saw what was happening in October, um, which is that technical excuses um, were being made or, you know, technical issues are being attributed to the federal government for the committed um, migration of Albertans to the federal app. And um, I went at it, Um, forcing myself to keep an open mind rather than having an opinion based on political knowledge. Um, And I said, okay, uh, the health minister is saying that um, he would like to transition all of Alberta's users over to the federal government. And he's trying to have a minimum amount of bleed. Um, At that time it was in 247,000 users. So it was, I wanna have the least amount of bleed of Alberta's 247k users over to the federal app and this is where I said well let me look at this um, so my intent wasn't to call it out as a bogus precondition my intent was genuinely to look at it and go so how would I solve this problem how would I get as many of Alberta's two hundred forty-seven thousand users or as many Albertans in general because there's four and a half million of us uh, to use the federal app um, And the federal app, so the Alberta um, trace together, Alberta apps adoption is stuck just under 6%. I think now it's reached 6% finally, which is not enough for a contact tracing app. You're not capturing enough of the population in order to um, control an epidemic. Mm -hmm. The federal app has been coming along very fast and it's now over 18%. And um, many of the studies I'm seeing um, on epidemiology, on infection control, are saying you you want minimum 20%. And Dr. Hinshaw herself has said 20% is the minimum you need. Um, And there's that paper from the Lancet, um, which the authors modeled an infection with R bracket T of 1.2, R sub T of 1.2. Um, and we can I can talk about those more afterwards define those acronyms mm-hmm. um, with an r sub t of one point two which is similar to what Alberta has. Um, we're going over that and we need to bring it down. Um, and then it looks at different independent mitigation measures measures you would take to reduce that R sub t below let's say r sub t of one, which is what Calgary Emergency Management Agency chief Tom Sampson keeps imploring Albertans to do, imploring Calgarians to do, which is, you know, we don't, I don't want you to go so hard that you're trying to choke the thing right out to zero. Just, let's, let's just get it under one. There's some reasonable things you can do. So the Lancet paper models reasonable things that can be done like, when you are feeling symptomatic, you isolate. Um, you use the conventional contact tracing, which is making telephone calls to people who, um, You might've exposed in the last, especially 48 hours, um, more like a week. Um, So conventional contact tracing, isolation, uh, testing. And then there's this newfangled thing that came along, which is exposure notification, which is what's being done by these uh, smartphone apps. And, you know, we had, um, in 1918, we had a huge um, epidemic um, that was, propagated in part by the first world war where many american soldiers um or or um you know good guys west world soldiers were traveling in boats over to europe in order to fight um the bad guys and they were getting each other sick on the on the boats and then you know it was uh, misnamed the spanish flu for a while because Spain was one of the places where the outbreak blew up. And so they were one of the victims. We don't really know the source of that. Um, So, you know, we had a second wave in 1918 and we had subsequent waves and, you know, 40 or 50 million people died. And we are now in another once in a century. Well, we're now in the worst pandemic we've had in a century. I'm not gonna say once in a century, but in the worst pandemic we've had in a century. And this time we have smartphone technology that can make it easier for us because these little phones that we have in our pockets um, are so good at interacting with each other and interacting with um, GPS location or with each other or with servers. And we can use that technology, uh, brace ourselves for impact to privacy, but we can use that technology in order to save our lives, in order to control infection. So, you know, um, just sort of cutting off on my fingers, we've got, you know, from the time you get infected, you're getting symptoms and you should be in isolation. That's one of the measures. Then you get tested. So that's another one of the measures. And then uh, there's contact tracing. So that's another part of the measures. Masks are another one of the measures. So this smartphone-based exposure notification is another one of these measures practical, simple, low sacrifice or no sacrifice measures that we can take in order to bring the spread of the infection to a manageable level and prevent our hospitals from drowning. So, you know, I've been quoted as saying, I'm trying to save lives here. And that's the big part. You know, people look at um, COVID and they say, oh, I'm under 60. It's not that big a risk to me. Or, yeah, it's only 1% or 2% death rate. So no big deal. You know, under 60, Right. But the problem is our hospitals get full and our healthcare providers get sick because they're constantly exposed to this very contagious infection. And you know, you see um, politicians all around the world saying, oh, we're only at 10% of our ICU capacity. Well, very quickly, 50% of your ICU capacity can disappear because a healthcare worker gets sick and 10 people have to isolate. Um, also, a lot of that capacity is a ward with empty beds. Maybe you've got the ventilator and other equipment, but you need nurses, doctors, respiratory technologists, cleaning staff. You need that ward to have proper infection control procedures, um, like negative pressure so that the infection that's in that part of the ward doesn't percolate to the other parts of the hospital. Negative pressure means it's in rushed. So sorry, I'm giving you a lot of broader context, but I wanted to show that the Process of contact tracing is assisted by the app that Alberta made. And the process of exposure notification, which is the newfangled thing that came earlier this year um, with smartphones, um, is a new thing that is as effective or more than any other mitigation measure and kicks in days ahead of contact tracing. And the authors of that Lancet model uh, modeled the exposure notification from smartphones independently from contact tracing and they found it to be superior to contact tracing uh, once mm-hmm. the delays in contact tracing start to
0: get to two, three days. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can um, have,
1: sorry, I'll just finish. We can have both sure. tools at our disposal.
0: Right, yeah, okay, great. Uh, yeah, that's that's great background. Thanks for that, uh, Ziad. Um, you okay. uh, let's Okay, um, let's jump in now that we're warmed up. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, All right. Uh, I'll just do a quick interview, a uh, quick intro, and then I'll ask you uh, this uh, this first question. Okay. Um, Ziad Fazel is a uh, project manager of software and hardware uh, based in Edmonton. or I'll try that again. Not Edmonton, Calgary, right? Correct. <laughs> okay. Ziad Fazel is a software and hardware project manager based in Calgary, and has been doing an, an, an amount, so a large amount of research on uh, both the federal and Alberta's contact tracing apps, and joins us. Thanks for your time, Ziad.
1: Thank you, Adam. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, um, let's start with uh, contact tracing apps, or rather, the, the two apps that that uh, are currently in use in Canadian jurisdictions. You've got COVID Alert, which is uh, the one that the federal government pushed out and then AB Trace Together, which is the one that the Alberta government pushed out. Um, What is the the idea behind these apps? And uh, then let's get into how they work. Okay, so each one fits into a different part of
1: epidemic control or infection control. So we're in COVID-19, it's an outbreak, it's spreading by infection. And one of the ways in which we fight infection is by doing contact tracing. And contact tracing is where um, after someone tests positive, they um, uh, are are notified. And uh, contact tracers start. In Alberta, it's a few days after you're notified of your positive. And they call you and they try and find out who your contacts were over the last 48 hours to two weeks. Um, And the more recent your contact, the better the chance to stop the spread. Exposure notification, uh, which is, so that's Alberta Trace Together. Exposure notification uh, feeds into a different stage uh, earlier than contact tracing, right from the time you get your positive test. And those three, four or longer days are crucial. They are the um, magic ingredient in controlling an infection by an app like that, even better than contact tracing because it's the immediacy, It's the anonymity and it's the um, better logging because you don't have to ask somebody for their phone number. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: just just bear with me here, but I'll put these two apps in context of infection control. Mm -hmm. We just had Thanksgiving where little kids are drawing stuff, uh, their hands on a piece of paper, right? So look at your left hand. On your thumb, you've got got exposed and now you're contagious. Uh, Hopefully, and so you start spreading here and you don't even know it. On your index finger is, you start showing symptoms. And hopefully at this point you start to isolate. You you start going, is this a cold or is this something more serious? And you start to isolate. On your middle finger is that you get your test. So your symptoms have been serious enough. You're going, I gotta get tested. You get your test. On your ring finger is you get your test result back. So this is the worst day in your life. So this is when you're scrambling to go, what do I do about my job, my family? Who's there to look after me if I get sicker and have to go to ICU? And on, on your pinky is contact tracing. And that's the one where in places like Alberta, they're so buried, they can barely get to it. So if you look at your left hand, from your from the time of your, your thumb, you're already infectious. And you're not really isolating till somewhere between your first and second fingers. And there's a couple of days between this. So by the time you get to contact tracing on your pinky, there may have been 10 days from the time you were infected. So that's 10 days of people getting infected. And typically the models are saying, each day you're exposing about three people. Um, And this is where the RT of 1.2 comes from, is 1.2 of those people you contact every day are roughly getting infected. Um, So we're looking at this and we're going, okay, contact tracing, conventional contact tracing by telephone and and the laborious process is happening about 10 days after your exposure. Um, Isolation may help, um, but still there's six, five days of um, uh, exposure that's happening um, that we need to use to control this epidemic. We need to cut that. So we go back a finger in the chain, we go to the ring finger, and we go to when you get your positive test, the worst day of your life, and you're scrambling to to pull it together. So this is where the federal app, COVID Alert, comes in very handy. Because when you get your contact, When you get your positive test, the Provincial Health Authority, um, usually a nurse who calls you about this, says, are you using the COVID Alert national app, Canadian app? Can we get you to upload your contact? Sorry, not upload your contact lab. That's the key difference with Alberta. I'm going to give you a code. So the nurse tells you, here's your positive test. I'm going to give you a code. I want you to put it into COVID Alert on your phone. And I want you to spread the word to everybody you've exposed over the last two weeks that they've been exposed. And this is days ahead of the contact tracing. And you know, I ride on the bus, there's people around me on the bus, I'm not asking for their phone number. Um, uh, I'm downtown on a crowded escalator. Um, Maybe I'm sitting and talking with a stranger on a bench. We're dying for social contact, we sit and talk for a while. We are wearing our masks, but we're talking for a while we get exposed. We didn't exchange numbers. So this allows all those people who you contacted anonymously without exchanging phone numbers to be notified. So Alberta developed and released in May, Alberta Trace Together, which is supposed to be a helper to the contact tracers, the poor people at AHS who are buried right now with a thousand positive tests to trace a day and the principle of it is good, which is that we also want to have an app that you just keep in your pocket and you don't have to ask people for their phone numbers. And you don't have to remember, oh, where was I on Saturday night and who, do I talk to? who did I talk to and did I get their number? You know, part of the contact tracing is you going through your phone and looking at photos and going, oh, I was here at this time. I took a selfie with this person at this time. You have to go through your receipts. Uh, what did I buy where, you know, you have to look at your work schedule or when it is you rode the bus or when it is you drove your car. It's painstaking laborious work. And it takes a lot of training to be able to follow that up and to sensitively tell tell a person, tell me exactly where you've been and who you've been with for the last two weeks, especially the last 48 hours, because I need to contact them and get them in isolation. So the principle of it is good, which is let's help the contact tracers with a log from your phone that took no effort to create. You didn't have to make a log book of saying, I met Adam at 2 p.m. and his phone number is this. Um, and it's anonymous, so if I test positive, I don't have to go, oh God, I gotta call Adam and tell him I tested positive, right? Or a nurse is gonna have to call Adam and tell him she was exposed to a positive. So in theory, it looks good. Uh, and you could do that in conjunction with the exposure notification. So. Right from the time you get your positive test, you get notified by the usually a nurse who's telling you about your positive test. The nurse gives you a code to put into your phone and everybody gets notified instantly, anonymously, whether it's one case or a thousand cases. Um, And also, this is something that's being described as a detriment by critics of the federal app, but it's actually an advantage Um, and that is the federal app notifies the people you got you exposed anonymously with um something saying over the last two weeks you were exposed but it doesn't say you were exposed saturday night at 8 pm the contact log that comes out of the alberta app when they start contact tracing and they ask you to upload your log from your phone from the alberta app that says this phone number at this date and time now Let's say on Saturday at eight, I was uh, at a bar and I was hitting on someone and trying very hard to get their phone number. And I didn't get it, but now we're exposed to each other. Um, and then I test positive. With the federal app, as soon as I um, get my code for the positive test, if that person and I were using the same federal app, that person is know that person is notified instantly. The woman I was hitting on is notified instantly anonymously. In the last two weeks, you got um, exposed to someone. In the Alberta app, the log that goes to the contact tracer says this phone number at this date and this time, um, you exposed. So that Alberta app cannot be shared with me. So when Alberta AHS was saying earlier, well, we're gonna divide up the contact tracing And we're gonna have AHS people contact the high priority contacts. And we're gonna have you contact the other contacts. Well, they can't just email me a spreadsheet with those logs, right? Because then Saturday night, 8 p.m. here's this phone number. This is the woman whose number I couldn't get. And now I get to phone her and say, "Oh, by the way, I exposed you to to an infectious disease. So the Alberta app requires a great deal of trust in government. It's centralized around AHS contact tracers. Um, You want people like that who can protect privacy to have that information of who you exposed at what time and and what their phone number is. But those poor people are overloaded. And this app was developed and released in May to make their life easier so that they're still doing conventional contact tracing of where were you, what's their phone number, where it happened, but they're also being helped by the log from the app which is the people who are sitting beside you on the bus whose number you didn't take um, and it's supposed to help with that and we have you know 80 percent now of of daily cases in Alberta that after a week or two weeks we have an unknown cause mm-hmm. these are people who are transmitting asymptomatically or pre-symptomatically the other people on the bus the other people in the bar the other people in the restaurant the people you work with the people mm-hmm. in the, well, not the elevator, because that's not really long enough exposure, but all these people who you expose. So a smartphone is supposed to help with that. Mm-hmm. So That's
0: theory of Alberta Trace together. Implementation is different. Okay. And we will get to that in, in a moment. I just wanted sure. to, to um, let's, let's peek under the hood of these apps, and, sure. and I'm wondering if you can explain in, um, uh, yeah, in, in a manner that, you know, most folks would understand of how these apps uh, communicate between phones. You were saying that, you know, that we've got these, these mini computers that also have radio, uh, they, they, they emit radio and they, they're connected to GPS. Um, how do these apps work as far as being able to talk to each other uh, and in a way that, that um, protects privacy because that seems to, to have received a priority for both COVID Alert and uh, AD Trace together. Correct, correct. So, you know, smartphones have GPS
1: and they have Bluetooth and they've got, you know, Wi-Fi and cellular and all that, but the key ones are GPS and Bluetooth. So when the pandemic started um, in Wuhan, um, in China, in Hong Kong, in South Korea, they use the GPS in your phone to track your location and to then go back over the last two weeks and find out where you were. So GPS is that uh, passive aggressive lady in your phone who when you're using uh, your GPS directions in your phone for driving directions and you make a wrong turn, she says recalculating, recalculating. So I'll call her she, but she knows exactly where you are to within a couple of meters. And if you take a wrong turn on the road, she corrects you, she helps you. GPS is okay. Uh, and There's people in China and Hong Kong that are not very pleased with it. Uh, but GPS is what was used early in, in the early days. And everybody has to make this trade-off. How much of my private information, my location over the last two weeks, do I want the government to know? Versus the government knowing that helps keep my country safe. That them knowing where I was over the last two weeks helps them contact those people and get them into isolation. So by the time we got to around March, April, into parts of the world that were a little more democratic, where privacy was a little bit um, easier to enforce, um, they moved more towards anonymous um, location tracking. Um, And so it's not really absolute location, like that lady saying, you've made a wrong turn and we have to recalculate, I know exactly where you are. This is using Bluetooth to do more proximity type stuff. So... Bluetooth is the wireless USB in your phone. So um, I've got a wired mouse. Uh, I do that really for battery life. So I'm not always changing the battery in my mouse. But Bluetooth is the same thing that you use to talk to your wireless earbuds. Or if you've got some more recent gadgets, I've got a high blood pressure device. And so I have to pair my phone over Bluetooth with that high blood pressure device. I take my measurement, it says, I'm gonna live today. And that data gets uh, transferred to my phone. So um, Bluetooth is a way of measuring proximity without giving away location. So you and I are doing this interview over Zoom, but if you and I were in your studio doing this interview, um, we would be, let's say, within two meters, right? Sitting at the same table, microphones in front of us. Mm -hmm. And so my phone and your phone would say to each other, yeah, measured by the strength of our Bluetooth signal, we are close enough to each other that we're an exposure. Like I can mm. play music to your earbuds if I pair them and you can play music to mine, right? Mm. We can have John Mellencamp versus whoever your favorite music is dueling with each other. <laughs> right. So this allows my contact log in my phone to say I was within two meters of Adam or within Bluetooth range of Adam for half an hour on Friday morning at 10.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, but it doesn't Require me to give away where exactly I was. So, Bluetooth really works well in the Western world uh, because it's not exactly where I was. It was. It's what other phones was I was was I around? Mm-hmm. And you can use an exposure notification app completely anonymously, where you don't tell, you don't put in your phone uh, into the app who you are. You don't tell government who you are. It's completely anonymous which is the federal COVID alert way. Or you can do it the way where the log knows who you are because you have to put in your phone number, which is the Alberta way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so they both have the advantages of contacting everybody without you getting their phone numbers, of having perfect memory because it it knows where, it knows who you contacted at what time. Mm-hmm. Um, th- the difference is the federal COVID alert is completely anonymous. The government doesn't know who you contacted, Mm -hmm. whereas the Alberta app requires the phone number so government knows the phone number of who you contacted at what time, what day.
0: Mm -hmm. And so in these apps, as they develop these logs, they um, say you get uh, uh, exposed, you test positive, you then put in a code into each of these uh, apps and that uploads your contacts to the servers of the respective governments and then they then begin their contact tracing or does that create a a a chain effect that then uh, notifies the individuals with whom their apps logged contacts with your phones and then lets them know you've been contacted what's explain that uh, or step us through that process great question adam and this
1: is something that i think people are are confused about um contact tracing through a phone is still centralized. It still requires AHS contact tracers or the, or the government health authority to know um, who you were with, mm-hmm. at the very least by their phone number. Um, so Alberta Trace Together is an app that helps conventional contact tracing by phone um, and it's centralized and it's completely dependent on government, completely dependent on the workload of AHS. Alberta Trace, to, um, COVID Alert, the federal app, is completely anonymous and distributed. So it isn't dependent on government um, for the contact logging. That's one of the advantages, in fact. So people who are concerned about their privacy and say, I don't want to give my phone number to Jason Kenny" or I don't want to give my phone number to Babylon. Um, this is what they're thinking. It's not a, a true concern, but this is what they're thinking. They don't have to worry about that. Um, the government doesn't know whether you've got clock on your phone or whether you've got fruit ninja on your phone or whether you've got the federal Mm. code alert on your phone. So you download it. You don't have to register it. It's automatically tracing your contacts. So the only dependency on government that is needed for COVID alert is when your provincial health authority, when AHS calls you with that bad news saying buddy, you tested positive. That's the only dependency And that's where the AHS or the SAS or the Ontario health uses the federal web portal to get you an anonymous code and reads it to you over the phone. They don't even email it to you. It's not on the log of your positive test. It's another one of those layers of anonymity. Mm -hmm. They tell it to you over the phone, you type it into the app, and then the notification goes instantly to all the other phones using COVID alert, whether it's Android or Apple wherever they are in the world, wherever you met them in the world. Mm-hmm. So I could be an Albertan and I fly to France and I meet somebody there who's traveling through Germany. Remember the days of the old Europe trips, right? <laughs> right. And I meet somebody there from Germany and we backpack for a day or so, right? Yeah. It notifies them wherever they are. They could have moved on to Australia. It notifies mm-hmm. them wherever
0: they are. Provided that they have the COVID alert app. Right.
1: And yeah. I think nowadays, if you have a smartphone, that can run COVID alert, use it. Hmm. Um, I would strongly recommend you use it, because we have a pandemic going right now that's already killed, I think, 7 million people around the world, and is rapidly, very fast, moving towards and past the 50 million that um, killed uh, people in 2018. And we have much better health in 1918. Sorry, yes. Yes. Yeah, Uh, we have much better technology in our healthcare systems. Um, We have much better telecom. We're not requiring uh, two weeks on a boat to get from one place to another. Um, We should be able to control this pandemic better than the poor folks in in
2: 1918.
1: Mm. 1918. Um, So one of the advantages is that we have these smartphones that can help save our lives. Right. and the federal code alert app makes the most of that by allowing you to keep anonymous. So you don't have your phone spying on you. You don't have your phone reporting your location to anybody. Uh, and it notifies those other people instantly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And in Canada, it's approaching 20% after just being released a couple of months ago. Um, it's only available to 75% of the population because BC and Alberta are blocking it. But um Measurably, all of the science I've seen, once you get to 20% or higher, uh, their models start to pick up and calculate how well it's working. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend if you have a smartphone that's running iPhone, iOS, or Android, put this app on. Mm-hmm. Protect your life. Protect the lives of the people around you.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I, if I may in, uh, jump in there, uh, the, I, I want to look a bit uh, under the hood uh, further with these apps and, and how sure. they work. Um, within their operating systems, you said iOS, which, you know, Apple has developed and then uh, Android uh, the um, there is first, there's those differences between the um, uh, the, the, the operating systems. Uh, right. And then second, those apps operate differently depending on the operating system that they're on. I, do I have that correct? I'm wondering if you can explain uh, explain that a bit because if I recall correctly at the beginning of this pandemic when you know the idea of these contact tracing or, or exposure notification apps came, were, were coming into place, the operating systems didn't really have a, a function to make those, work well, but you know, since then there have been updates as, as anybody with a right. smartphone has seen. Um, right. So wondering if you can inst- step us through the difference, first the difference between the operating systems with regards to those apps and then how those apps, or with regards to the, the whole idea of exposure notification, and then how the two apps work uh, within uh, those iOS or those, those OSs, those operating systems. Okay.
1: These are great questions, Adam, uh, you, you know, your stuff, you've prepared well for this interview. So difference between operating system and app. So let me give a simple example. You go to Best Buy, you buy a laptop for the school year and that laptop comes with windows on it and you need to do homework on it. Your kids need to do homework on it. So you have to buy Microsoft office for example. And so you it doesn't come built in when you buy your laptop Um, There might be sort of a little starter on it saying, use this for 90 days and then you got to pay for it. But the operating system is the Windows and the laptop you just bought for school. And something like Microsoft Office is the application you put on top of the operating system for the specific tasks that you need to do. Like, I got to do my homework. I got to use Word, I got to use Excel. So on a phone, the operating system is, instead of Windows versus Mac, it's iOS and Android. So iOS is Apple's operating system, which you tend to see on more expensive phones, uh, and it only comes from Apple. And then Android is um, an operating system that Google has put out to the market. Um, And uh, it runs on a number of different suppliers' phones, and it tends to be a little bit cheaper. So both of these um, operating systems, iOS and Android, Apple and Android, um, are widely distributed across the world. There's some, I'm an Apple person, Android sucks. There's some Android rules, Apple sucks. But they're both very good operating systems that are the base for people to put applications that meet their needs. So on your iOS or Android phone, you can put an app, right? So you've got your clock on there, for example. You can put Twitter on there, for example. And you can put a COVID um, app on it. And in an operating system, things are kind of baked in they're much more reliable, they're global, they're stable. In an app, things are kind of on top. So just as you can remove Microsoft Excel or you can remove the trial software that's on your laptop when you you get it from Best Buy, um, an app can be removed as well too. And operating systems are protecting us by uh, managing the battery on our phones so they don't run out and also managing the privileges for these applications. So you don't have a malicious application stealing your contact directory in your computer. You don't have a malicious app on your phone um, stealing your private information on your phone like your email, your, your distribution list. So apps are great because you download them for specific functions, but apps have a weakness in that they're controlled and in what's called a sandbox by the operating system, which says, you can only use this memory I assign to you. You can only use so much CPU, so much battery. You only have access to my Wi-Fi or to my Bluetooth under conditions I allow. Um, so, COVID came out, you know, at at the, at the New Year. It came out just before Christmas. Came out and started spreading all over Asia, and um, people and governments were going. We have to control this thing. This is another nineteen eighteen or worse. And so they're using all of the standard tools of um, isolation testing and the conventional telephone contact tracing, but they said, everybody's got one of these iOS or Android phones in their pockets. Let's see what we can do to help our contact tracing and speed up our isolation with an app. So they developed these apps and at the beginning, they could only use GPS, which is we know exactly where you are, right? When you turn, this is the recalculating. Um, I just noticed your screen froze. so. Uh, can oh, you still hear me? No,
0: i I can still hear you. Adam? Yep, I can still hear you. Let me oh my internet connection says I'm okay. unstable. Uh, can you still hear me?
1: I can hear you, yes. I can okay. see
0: you and hear you. Great. Please continue. You a
1: little bit fuzzy like it was a bad Wi-Fi for a sec. Mm, yeah, it may have been. So okay. So as I was saying, when COVID started spreading first through Asia. Um, governments uh, reacted by quickly developing apps to put on top of the operating system for the function of helping contact tracers with COVID. So at the time, really the only tool available to them for helping with contact tracing is your GPS location. Um, And it was working, but people were uncomfortable about privacy. So then um, in Singapore, they uh, developed a technology that they now have open sourced as Blue Trace. And what Blue Trace does is it says, we're, we're developing an app that will use your Bluetooth radio in your phone to smell other Bluetooth devices in the area. And that hopefully have an, the Singapore app on them and can say, Adam's app and Ziad's app were um, in close enough contact with each other to uh, be an exposure, so you know the, the phones don't take out a tape measure and measure two meters between themselves, but from the strength of the Bluetooth radio, they can tell pretty close. Um, so at the app level, it was the best they could have in March and April, and just as the COVID uh, nineteen pandemic spread through Asia, it also spread through Asia, and the UK used the same Bluetooth te- Blue Trace technology in their app um in in the uk around march april as well um based on um the app talking to other phones and saying hey this is me who are you and let's log our bluetooth signal strength but like i said it's very much like me being in a crowded building or mall downtown and my phone is connecting to everybody else's phone trying to play my music on their phones and their music on my phones So it turns up a lot of battery and it can create huge logs. And so part of the problem is trying to manage the logs. So application level is not as stable as OS level. So the Microsoft Office level is not as deeply connected to the hardware as the Windows level. And when you're doing something like using a Bluetooth radio to contact other phones, you need to be close to a hardware. So what happened is We were seeing uh, that this Bluetooth-related tracing, this blue trace tracing, as Singapore calls it, isn't working. Because just as applications are sandboxed by the operating system, the operating system natural protection of battery, which is really important, especially in Android, um, prevents the app from overusing the phone's resources, um, especially the Bluetooth radio and the battery, um, to do this contact tracing. So independently, there were good committed people within Apple and Google saying, you know, we can do this through the operating system. We're already doing Bluetooth signal strength and device pairing already in our operating systems when we pair to earbuds or when we pair to our high blood pressure monitor. So they started working kind of in skunkworks, in little internal projects to make this work. And it got quickly up to their management. Remember, we've got this pandemic in March, which is killing people, right? It's overflowing hospitals. So the head of Google and the head of Apple um, actually met and talked and said, you know, we've got people who are bubbling up this great idea and wouldn't it be great if we could make it compatible between our phones? We could use the same technology between our phones. So it's not like, well, I use an iPhone, so my life is protected and too bad for you, Android guy. Um, So that um, Apple and Google, who normally are competitors who've sued each other for stealing each other's technology, are cooperating to say, let's, for the sake of humanity, use a common framework for the Bluetooth hardware in our phones to log exposures with each other and have a common log. And that means the log is in the operating system. It means you can go all over the world. doesn't matter which app you're using. Um, and it logs there. So um, if I load an app that's based on the Apple-Google joint framework, I can travel anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter which app I'm using. So I have the Canada app, I can have the Belgium app, I can have the Puerto Rico app, travel to all these places. It's one common database in the middle in the operating system that logs it. Mm. And most importantly, because it's baked into the operating system, it's efficient with battery use, it's efficient with Bluetooth radio use. So it's making these connections in an efficient way that doesn't overload logs. Um, And people who've used Bluetooth devices have seen it's hard to pair a device. So I pair my blood pressure monitor for a while there, about a year ago. I had to keep resetting it and repairing it and resetting it and repairing it. Lots of people who use Bluetooth have gone through the same thing. So it allows this connection between phones to be made anonymously, but for the pairing not to fall apart. The problem with the app level, which is what Singapore developed, um, UK used from March to June until throwing it away and being embarrassed for it, Um, Alberta Trace Together is using now, is you're basically running an app on steroids to try and keep your phone awake, to try and defeat the operating system's natural protection of the battery and of the radio, Bluetooth radio, so yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like a, the weightlifter on steroids in the gym. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is just trying to work out and do their, do their workout in a calm and systematic way. And this weightlifter on steroids is going around slamming into everybody saying, my equipment, my equipment, my equipment, my equipment. And this is why the Bluetooth tracing technologies are failing around the world because um, they're trying all these kludges, all these tricks, to try and be the weightlifter on steroids in the room who steals all the equipment. And the operating systems are going, ah, 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 no. We all have to share this battery. We all have to share this Bluetooth radio and you on steroids are not gonna destroy my phone. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So uh, Singapore knew this right away. Um, And although those developers are under NDA and there's not a lot of press freedom in Singapore, um, they were being, uh pushed by technical people in the community that were saying this isn't working. Now one of them was immediately apparent, which is the flaw that the Alberta ha- app had until September, which is that you must keep the Apple version of Trace Together, whether it's the Alberta one or the Singapore one it's based on, in the foreground. You can't even let your screen lock go on. So because this weightlifter on steroids, the app, uh, Trace Together app, is trying to use so much of your phone resources, it has to be kept in the foreground as the active process. So you can't even run it and then check your email or check your messages or use your phone or check Twitter or let your screen lock kick in. So right when um, Alberta released on May 1st, its copy of the Singapore Trace Together app as Alberta Trace Together, this was a known defect. And Alberta's Privacy Commissioner, when she received the Privacy Impact Assessment from Alberta Health, um, she was kind of forced. I mean, she got it on April 27th, and Alberta launched the app on May 1st. Mm-hmm. And she came out with not an, not an approval of the Privacy Impact Assessment, but an acceptance, saying, I'm recommending that people in medical or um, regulated professions not use this app. So she specifically said government professions who are in regulated positions, medical professionals who have to watch personal health information, do not use this app because it only works if you disable your screensaver and there goes the privacy of everything on your phone. So it leaves, it
0: a, leaves the phone ex, uh, open to, if anybody gets their hands on it, to whatever data is inside of that phone. That's yeah. what you're saying.
1: Yeah. So remember the pranks in the 80s uh, where you'd leave your, you'd walk away from your computer and you wouldn't put your screensaver on and somebody would come in and send an email from your account to 10 people in the office going, hey everybody, we'll party at my house, six o'clock. So I mean, that's a funny 80s way, but um, now your phone has more data on it than your computer did. So we are walking around with this phone that's only protected, let's say by a four digit pin or by our, our fingerprint. But it has your, con- your telephone contact log, your email, your text messages, all the private messages you have in your social media. Um, often it has your data on it, too, because some people are using things like Dropbox. There's a lot of private data on that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even just a pin protection on that is still pushing it when you consider how much you have on your desktop is also on your phone. So for you not to be able to use even pin protection on your screensaver for your phone is just unacceptable. So, you know, um, I I think it was unwise for Alberta to force out Alberta Trace together while this defect of not working unless your screensaver was off, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: was well known and known at launch. Mm-hmm. So I think that destroyed the credibility of Alberta Health and um, and of the Alberta Trace Together app, and a lot of people haven't forgiven it, haven't forgiven them for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So now you're hearing over the last couple of weeks, uh, the health minister, the premier, and others saying, it, it runs in the background now. You can have your screen lock on now. You know, since the end of September, that's fixed now. But a lot of people are saying. No, you launched this app, and it was flawed back in May. But we're not trusting you again. Hmm.
0: But there have there have been people who've done some testing to to test whether or not uh, you know with uh, iOS devices, which are the ones that have, have uh, the there have been significant um, challenges with the AB Trace Together app. Some people have tested that uh, right. in the field. I'm wondering if if you've seen that those tests, if you've seen that data, and what that yeah. data tells you.
1: Yeah. Here, I have to give credit to Matthew Feniac, who is a Calgary-based developer, a very good person who did some testing after discovering that the Singapore developers on July 3rd admitted that their technology still doesn't work, even after this fix where you think the application is now working in the background. Um, and so he, uh, to his great credit, um, in his own lab, Um, in a very disciplined, methodical way, repeated the tests that others have done around the world in March, April, May. And he found that really the movement of the app from the foreground to the background, from it works behind your screensaver, really didn't have much of a difference on whether it's actually logging exposures or not. And that's because of these things about battery life protection, overuse of Bluetooth radio, and overuse of these temporary IDs are kind of like pairing so i've been talking with some developers over the last week and they're going to laugh uh, at my simplified analogies but you know when you pair your bluetooth um in your phone to your earbuds there's an id that's exchanged and so when they're in contact with each other again it goes hey yeah zia told his phone that we can work with these earbuds they're paired already and that works Mm -hmm. um so On all of these three dimensions, which is battery consumption, Bluetooth utilization, and uh, IDs, at the app level, you're the weightlifter on steroids trying to make it happen, and it doesn't work because the operating system says, not in my gym. In my Mm -hmm. gym, we are disciplined, systematic people. So with the, I'm going to call it the old technology in the Blue Trace technology, Mm -hmm. Um, yes, it wasn't working when the app got move to the background or when the app went to sleep, um, with the new technology, it still isn't working. It's a little bit better, but it's still unreliable. Mm-hmm. And especially on, on, on iOS phone, it's very clearly defined because only Apple iPhone hardware uses Apple iOS software. Mm-hmm. So there's a very clear hardware software linkage for control of the battery and the, and the Bluetooth. Whereas with Android, you have multiple devices some are very cheap devices. Um, There are multiple versions of Android and there's a bit of a problem in the Android marketplace, which is different from iOS, which is Android is much more fragmented. So Android six, Android seven, Android eight, Android nine, whatever uh, are still prevalent in the marketplace. And it makes Mm. it hard for software developers to develop apps for that. And it also makes it hard when you're looking at a phone to go, is it gonna work with blue trace or not? Because Mm. it's that particular version of Android with that particular phone hardware And what else is going on in the phone using the battery that determines whether it's going to work or not. Hmm. Bottom line, it's completely unreliable. What about the the application level tracing is completely
0: Hmm. unreliable. What about the, so if, if application level tracing, which is what uh, the Alberta contact uh, with the the Alberta app uh, is using is, is unreliable. How reliable is the federal app?
1: The federal app is based on these former harsh competitors, Apple and Google, working together to make it reliable within iOS and Android and between iOS and Android. And so they've done a lot of work and they've shared a lot of technical information with each other that you wouldn't expect. Um, And they came out in April and then in May, and they continue to develop and improve this technology together with a very reliable way for phones using this exposure notification technology. They call it exposure notification, EN, to to use, in the long way, I call it the Apple Google technology or the Apple Google framework. In the short way, I just call it EN. So they have found a way to make EN um, efficient and reliable within iOS devices and between iOS and Android devices and then within Android devices. So because the operating system is better able to control the hardware and it's the job of the operating system to to protect the hardware and allow the applications to do the best job they can with least use of resources, they are doing this logging uh, for the future exposure notification. They're doing this contact logging in a very efficient way. And like I said, it works over the world. And one of the protections that Apple and Google built into this technology, because with great power comes great responsibility, is they will not let you use GPS So they have protected in the operating system that the part of your phone that logs your location by GPS is completely inaccessible to the part of your phone that's building this log of contact tracing by proximity. So the absolutely where you are log is absolutely locked away from the which other phones have you been near log, the Mm -hmm. exposure notification proximity log. Mm -hmm. So... That's built into the hardware, it's also built into the policy that governments have to accept when they do that. Another thing governments have to accept if they're gonna use the Apple, Google exposure notification framework is that you can't have any mandatory questions. So Singapore traced together and then its implementations in Australia, the UK and Alberta allow mandatory questions. And that's part of the reason these governments use it. So in Alberta, the mandatory question is what's your phone number? And what that does is it takes it from being a decentralized technology to now a centralized one. It it takes this wonderful technology that you can use for anonymous exposure notification peer to peer and it now subjects it or subverts it to now a centralized control feeding into the contact tracers who are buried. Uh, And so you use a mandatory question like phone number so that the contact tracers can know at least the phone number of the, con- of the people that you contacted to phone them. Ideally, you'd want more info there. You'd want the phone number, you'd want the name, because when the contact tracers get the log from Alberta Trace together, they don't know whether that phone number is my grandma, that woman in the bar on Saturday night at, at, who wouldn't give me her phone number, or whether it's a stranger on the bus, or whether it's a healthcare worker behind a plexiglass shield in an N95 and full PPE. They
0: mm-hmm. have no
1: idea. Mm-hmm. They just know a phone number. So how do they know which is the priority to call? With the uh, federal COVID alert app, which is one of the many apps now being used around the world, uh, across American states as well, growing fast, um, is that you have this efficient uh, logging of phones that are in contact with each other, um, but it remains anonymous exposure notification with no mandatory questions. So the, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. We're back. Okay. So the, uh, I'm just going to turn that off so that we're not disturbed. So sorry about that. That's okay. the, The federal app cannot ask you mandatory questions. So, It doesn't ask you anything. It doesn't ask you for your name, your phone number, anything. But let's say they wanted to ask for your name, your phone number, your shoe size, your favorite hockey team, and what your favorite lasagna is. You can just go next, 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 if they were Mm. to ask that, but they don't. Mm. So really, in order to use smartphone technology to log your contacts uh, for exposures, to control an infection, to control a pandemic, anonymity is so important there to get it past the 6% into the kind of 20%, which is kind of when when you know it's working Mm -hmm. and into the sweet spot of 50, 60%, because at 50, 60%, you're going to wipe out the epidemic. Mm -hmm. If 50, 60% of your population is using um, exposure notification technology in their phones, we're going to wipe out the epidemic. Mm -hmm. Still got to wear masks, still got to be distancing. It can't be totally stupid, but that... At fifty, If we had 50% on COVID alert in Canada, we would wipe it out. Mm. In Singapore, um, Singapore Trace Together is over 50%. So out of its 5.5 million people, they've got 2.7 million people using it. And in Singapore, if you look at their Singapore stats, they have less than 10 daily cases a day. 5.5 mm-hmm. million people, less than 10. So if you go to their page for it, they'll actually tell you two people died and three people got exposed and their privacy is still protected, but it'll say case 174116, case 174117, 174118. And then they're tracking that individual and they notify. So they say case 174116 was at this restaurant from two to 4 p.m. on Saturday. So if you were at that restaurant from two to 4 p.m., you've been exposed potentially talk to your healthcare authority. It's wonderful when these things work, Alberta is stuck under 6% and it's not moving. So Mm -hmm. in order to hit the 20% target that Alberta itself has set for its app, it's going to take five years to get to that 20% at the current download rate. um, I can look at it exactly, or, or you can just see it on my PDF. It would take five years over 1800 days. For wow, the app at its current level of downloads, at its uh, at the rate in which people have been downloading Alberta Trace together since the federal app came along at the end of July, mm-hmm. it would take over eighteen hundred days for the Alberta app at that rate, even with the two hundred sixty eight thousand users it has, to reach twenty percent of Alberta's population, to reach mm-hmm. you know around eight hundred
0: thousand. Right. So that that begs the question of of if. Alberta's, if, if the Alberta app has about a 6% adoption rate and um, Canada's app, you said it's nearing 20, but my calculations of this recording today is it's ab- around 13% of Canada's population. Is nearing 20 is that of the eligible population? Correct. So okay.
1: I look at it as percent of population not blocked.
0: Right. Okay. If you
1: take out the 25% of Canada that is Alberta and BC, it's 18% of the unblocked population.
0: Right. Okay. So, eighteen percent of the of, of, of Canadians who, uh, whose, pro, whose provincial governments have signed on to the uh, federal app are, are adopting Correct. it. Six percent of Alberta's uh, 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 population is uh, has adopted that app. Um, I know when Alberta numbers came out recently that less than twenty cases had been traced using the uh, federal or using the provincial, the Alberta's app. Uh, right. I'm just looking at the at the Canada's uh, website right now, and it says 5,000 more than 5,000 one-time keys have been used uh, of the more than 5 million downloads. What are the metrics as a as a, with your background as a project manager? Manager, what are your metrics as to uh, an effective uh, app uh, uh, like this? And and if this was in corporate Canada, at what point would mm-hmm. this app be dropped? Would would either of these app be apps be dropped?
1: Well, the Alberta app was dropped in August because it was 5%. It wasn't going anywhere. The federal app was already out on July 31st. So on August 9th, August 9th the Alberta, app, Alberta government already committed that we're going to end this app and we're going to migrate to the federal one. That's part of the reason I've been such a frustrated engineer and why it is I started my thread on November 1st, is the government committed um, on August 9th to move to a federal app. And I don't care. You can use both. You can have both. There's no problem with it. Um, And they haven't. And it's costing lives. So Alberta government on August 9th said our our target was 20%. We're at 5%. We're not going to reach that. And we're going to have to cut over to the federal app. And I just, you know, give you the map. It's going to take five years to reach 20% at current rates, Mm -hmm. despite all the promotion that the premier, the health minister, and the CMH are putting into download the app, download the app. It's still not going to get there for five years. So if I'm in corporate Canada, I go, uh, I spent millions of dollars internally and about a million dollars externally on consultants, Deloitte, um, to develop an app for a custom system that I need. And... My metric of success is 20% and it's at five. We've had six months with it. There's free better technology available from the Canadian government since July 31st. They're giving it to us for free time to cancel our internal project, you know, just cut our losses, move on. And that's just, I'll give another example, Alberta oil and gas. Let's say uh, I'm in an oil and gas company and there's a, hydrogen sulfide protection technology that one of the companies comes up with and they go, this is such a life-saving protection from H2S, which kills people in the field,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that we are going to open source it. We're going to make it available for all the other companies in the industry, whether they're Canadian, American, Chinese, um, everybody. And we are going to... Um, provide the technology, we'll give you the stuff for free, we'll train you how to use it, you can even use our facilities and our technology, and there's no us versus them, there's no, you know, that company's using our oil and this company's using our oil, it's just all of us. And as um, uh, the Alberta government committed at the beginning of August, uh, my my CEO of my company says, yeah, we like that technology and we're going to cut over to it as soon as we can. And tick, 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 tick. People are getting poisoned. People are dying. Hasn't happened. So in Mm -hmm. October, here I am. Let's say I'm this engineer in this oil company and I'm going, this hasn't happened yet and we're having our hospitals overflow. You can see it coming. You can see this wave coming. Why isn't it done? And then in Alberta, the health minister, Tyler Shandro, said in late October. Yes, we're going to cut over to it. In fact, the federal app is so important to us, we're trying to minimize the bleed of users from um, Alberta Trace Together to federal COVID alert.
0: So Trying to like get me. all quarter million users across to COVID alert.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking at this, I'm going, okay, so I'm an engineer in an oil and gas company, and my VP of operations just publicly committed uh, to all employees that He's going to try and migrate all of us over to this new H2S technology that this other company in our industry is giving away for free, is now in use by eight other provinces or or the big eight other companies in our industry, Mm -hmm. um, is proven to save lives. Um, We've already committed to it publicly. So I look at end of October, my VP of operations says, yeah, we'll take on that life-saving technology. And the very next week, my CEO again says no.
2: Hmm.
1: so within Alberta Health so I have some people on the inside talking to me there or within hmm. AHS you cannot believe how frustrated they are they are furious
2: hmm. because
1: many of these people are physicians many of the people working in contact tracing are nurses um, they from their childhood have a, um, an ethic of saving lives and they're now working in a public health role in government which is the best place to be to save lives, especially during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And you would not believe how frustrated they are that, okay, they were pushed into this custom solution for Alberta, Alberta Trace Together, and they're pretty clear it was done, rushed out in order to beat Trudeau. So it came Mm -hmm. out on May 1st. And by a week after the Trudeau app came out, the July 31st app, it was clear that the quote Trudeau app was clearly superior, right, using the Alberta government terminology. Mm-hmm. But using, the, using non-personalized political terminology, Alberta Health Services people saw that the federal app is now out. We've been hearing about this Apple-Google collaboration since April and uh, the federal app is great. Uh, the Ontario Privacy Commissioner, the Federal Privacy Commissioner, independent experts like Michael Geist, the um, privacy professor in Ontario, who is the best in the world, mm-hmm. have endorsed it. Like, Michael Geist came out, I think on August 2nd and mm-hmm. said, I've installed this on my phone and here's why. I read that article, I put it on my phone, even Mm -hmm. though it's not enabled in Alberta. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I put that thing on my phone. So they see this, commit. so Alberta health people see this commitment come out on August 9th, and they're going, okay, tick, 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 let's go, let's let's use it. It's so simple, there's no development required. You don't have to develop an app. All we have to do is log onto the federal portal that the other provinces are using. (coughs) And you get, (coughs) excuse me, you get into October and all of the except Alberta and BC, other provinces are now joining on board. There's a famous quote from the Quebec premier at the beginning of October saying, You know, we tried not to use this, but there's it's obvious we have to use the federal app. And, you know, Quebec is still struggling with a very high level of outbreak, but Alberta now has a higher outbreak per capita than Quebec. Mm-hmm. It's only because of a problem in Manitoba which hopefully is short-lived, Alberta is second worst in Canada. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we passed Ontario and Quebec per capita infection. And shortly, I think, I believe, I can see from the way they're doing it and from the lockdown they implemented in Manitoba, Manitoba's surge will come down and Alberta will continue to rage away as the most infected province in Canada. And Mm -hmm. it's shameful. And we have 800 to, you know, coming up over maybe by Christmas, 1200 contact tracers. I know some of these people personally, they're busting their butts and you cannot believe how frustrated they are. Somebody leaked to Carrie Tate of the Globe and Mail that the Alberta app had only been uploaded to the Alberta contact tracers 19 times in those six months. Mm. And actually when they first leaked it, it was 18, but then over a period of a couple of weeks, 10 days or so, it went up to 19. And I don't know who the leaker is, so you can torture me and I won't be able to know who that is. But clearly the attention that I gave to it, that Matthew Feniak gave to it, the leaker within Alberta Health felt comfortable that there's enough media attention on this now. Mm-hmm. Enough context has been put around how important this app is and how it works. And with your work, more of this explanatory content, you know, how does it work kind of um, context comes out. And Mm -hmm. that leaker released that 19 number into just the perfect attention from the media to show what a boondoggle this is, what a disgrace it is, Mm -hmm. Um, that it's only been uploaded 19 times out of 40,000 cases. Yeah, yeah. Adam, uh, bear with me for a sec. Sure, yeah. Let me sort of make my corporate point again. So I gave my corporate point about um, adopting the federal app after my CEO and my VP have publicly committed to adopting it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're getting a 1,000 contacts a day. I'm sorry, a 1,000 positive tests a day.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: Dr. Henshaw had said, yeah, you know, look at the number of a 1,000 a day um, positive tests uh, having to trace 15, 15,000 contacts, 15 contacts per.
2: Mm. Okay,
1: so Alberta app is 6%, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. just downloads. We don't know how much is actually people who registered so the app works. That, for some stupid reason, is a classified secret in Alberta. But it's a key measure. But let's say, let's be generous and say 6%. A thousand positive tests a day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Alberta app 6%. That's 60 people who that app could have helped a day. Instead, we are 19 in six months.
0: Well, but- yeah, it's 60 cases. But if you multiply 60 times 15 and I do that quick math right here, we're looking at 900 contacts that could be traced. Yep, Yep. From that app. Yep.
1: Now let's look at the COVID Alert Federal app. 18% of the part of Canada that isn't blocked. You're more diplomatic, you say that I've enabled it. I'm saying that isn't (laughs) blocked. Um, But let's take a thousand positive tests. Alberta, 6%, 60 cases a day. Alberta, uh, Alberta, 6%, 18. I'm sorry, let me just uh, back that up. Sure. A 1,000 positive tests a day. Alberta's 6%, that's 60 cases a day who should be using that app. 1,000 positive tests a day on the federal COVID alert app at 18%, that's 180 people getting tested positive who could instantly notify their contacts. So you did that multiple that Alberta's 1,000 positive tests times 6% on the Alberta app um, gives you 60 people who'll be notified positive, times 15 gives you 900 people who the contact tracers have to chase and phone. And we've talked earlier about it. It's not like the contact tracers can mail you a spreadsheet and say, can you call half of these people for me? Mm -hmm. They have to do it all. Um, Versus um, out of those thousand, 180 people are now using their phones to notify everybody instantly no matter where they are in the world. Mm-hmm. Right, no matter where they met them in the world, no matter where they are now, um, even if they deleted the app because it's still in the operating system, right? Mm-hmm. In Alberta, um, you know, Premier Kenny came out, I think, on November second in that very famous press conference he gave, where um, a reporter said, "Why don't you just adopt the federal app as well? Why don't you just roll with it?" And Premier Kenny rudely insulted the reporter and said, "We don't just roll with it here, and we don't make vapid sayings." we go by public health efficacy advice. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure the person that leaked that 19 number versus Premier Kenny saying, we go by public health efficacy advice, we saying, eat that. 19 mm-hmm. times in six months, you're not going by public health efficacy advice. And this 19 times is not some secret hidden in a dark cubicle in the corner of AHS. AHS spent millions to develop Alberta Trace Together, the whole system. This was their technological solution to help the contact tracers prevent the surge and it's failed and our politicians are hiding from us the true numbers like the true number of people that registered the app and the true number of people who uploaded the app and they keep telling us that the Alberta they're falsely making it an either or hmm. so all along until about this week they've been saying we can only use one they're lying saying the federal government is only making us use one that we have to kill the Alberta app We can only use one and the Alberta app is better because the Alberta app connects to contact tracing and the federal doesn't. So they forced it to be an either or. They forced it to be an artificial contrived competition between the Alberta app and the Canada app, between the Kenny app and the Trudeau app, which the Alberta house leader, government house leader has called it the Trudeau app in public. So they're the ones that artificially made this an either or competition and Somebody within Alberta Health Services said uh, 19 times in six months, that's not much of a contest. Mm -hmm. Still, still our political leaders are saying, oh no, the Alberta app is working and keep downloading it. And I have to ask how many Albertans have to die at this holy altar of downloads? Like the only measure of success Alberta Health is providing for the Alberta app is a number of downloads. Like every day or two, you'll see a press release come out. I think it's now up to COVID update number 180 on the Alberta news releases website. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you the number of downloads. And since I've been questioning things the last two weeks, now they're saying how many users per hour.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That is not a measure. So I just looked at this last night when the um, Alberta Privacy Commissioner um, accepted the privacy impact assessment from Alberta Health. So it was given to her on April 27th. The app was launched on May 1st. It was about the middle of July where they could complete their due diligence Uh, for a proper privacy protection and one of the key recommendations from the privacy commissioner was the alberta government must publicly regularly provide updates on the use and the effectiveness of this solution Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so downloads are not use downloads are a marketing number use is use so when you use the phone and you put in your phone number and you get, and you you know send it in and you get back an SMS with a PIN number in it, that makes you a registered user. Mm-hmm. And then when you test positive and the contact tracer calls you and you upload your contact log to Alberta Health, that's use. And let's say over the forty thousand cases, this app could have been used five percent let's say it could have been used um two thousand times i think i'm mm-hmm. doing my math right no 200 times instead 19. Mm-hmm. so effectiveness 19 out of forty thousand. Mm-hmm. that's a pretty damning measure of effectiveness
2: yeah
1: um and it's unacceptable so you know i've been fairly measured and staying to the technical and the difference between the apps but at some point you have to look at this and go millions spent on a custom solution that has was heavily marketed as being the solution for contact tracers to help them. It hasn't helped them. In August and in October, the government recommitted to going to the federal app and they haven't. And the excuses now um, from the health minister and the premier are completely unacceptable. The health minister is saying the app still works when clearly it doesn't on every dimension. Um, And the premier is saying we're still going to use the Alberta app indefinitely. Like when he says no final decision has been made, What that means is I've decided it's going to be my way and there's no schedule for any change. Mm. And people's lives are at risk. Uh, ICUs are overflowing. Hospitals are overflowing. This technology has been proven to work. The Alberta government itself contracted this technology, paid Deloitte a million dollars or more um, in order to have this help them. It hasn't helped them. 19 times out of 40,000 is not helping. Um, I've been talking with developers, especially in the last week. And I, I thank those people. A lot of them contacted me anonymously, um, and helped educate this engineer's brain on that deeper technical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there seems to be problems when you're trying to send your log from the phone to Alberta health services. Mm-hmm. So there's a new layer of problems. And part of it came out on Tuesday's report on CTV, uh, the Alicia Fielberg report, where she spoke to this lady, Danny, um, who's a, a woman in Calgary. She and her, and her spouse both tested positive in June. And they have the Alberta app. Both of them were early adopters committed to public health and their own health using the Alberta app. And um, Dani uh, insisted on uploading her log. And they tried and tried and tried, and they couldn't upload her log. And when you go to in the Alberta app and you go to upload data, you go through um, Are you sure you want to do this? And, and then you get to screen with a pin on it. And it says, Can you verify this pin with your AHS contact tracer? And let's say your pin is 4172. So you go 4172, and the AHS contact tracer says, Yeah, 4172. And you go submit. It doesn't work. So what Danny saw um, is um, it wouldn't leave her phone. And Alberta Health contact tracers checked with each other, three or four of them talked, it took 10, 20, nearly 30 minutes, I think. She doesn't remember exactly because it was June. It was the mm. worst day of her life.
2: Mm. But she
1: remembers trying and trying and trying because she had put this app on since May 1st and she really wanted to help others be notified. She's a very, I've spoken with her. She's a wonderful person, conscientious person. She's in healthcare. I don't wanna say much more about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in healthcare. And she cares. And she went, I've been logging contacts for weeks and weeks. I want to give my colleagues at AHS my log, because I know how contact tracing works and I want them to go save other lives. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't get the log to them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So what the developers are saying is, there's some problem where the log on your phone is not getting to the uh, contact tracers. So the log on your phone is encrypted. It goes to Alberta Health, it gets decrypted, and they provide the decrypted file to AHS. And those contact tracers can see it on screen. They can copy and paste it into their own, um... Alberta Health uh, contact tracers use something called um, CDOM, which is, um... I always mispronounce this word, but something disease outbreak management. Okay. Um, It's not contagious disease, but it's like that. Right. Um, And they can uh, get the log from Alberta Trace Together, which says Ziad's phone number over the last three weeks exposed this phone number, this phone number, and this phone number. And they can start making those calls and they can enter that contact tracing into their contact tracing software. Mm -hmm. And they can't do that because Mm. something is happening wrong where you know when you're using when you're using the phone you get a temporary id Mm -hmm. and for anonymity the alberta app developers based on the singapore app developers are trying to change those temporary ids on a regular basis Mm -hmm. so there's not a lot of anonymity if on my phone my pin number is 4167 and it's that way for six months because once somebody finds out 4167 is the ad fazl they know they can look up the logs and there goes my privacy Mm -hmm. so this temporary id changes i think every 15 or 20 minutes So the server has to be pretty smart to go Ziad Fazl is 4167 at 11 o'clock. He was 4123 at 10 o'clock. He was 2167 at nine o'clock. It's got to match that up. Mm -hmm. And what I believe is happening is that the the log that you send is encrypted by your PIN, sent to Alberta Health, and they decrypted by your PIN. So technically Mm -hmm. it's called a symmetric key. Mm -hmm. The same key locks the door and then on the other side unlocks the door. And there's some problem there. Mm. So this could explain why there's only 19. Because if you think about it, we've seen at one level that the exposures between phones, the contact logging between phones isn't working. It's Mm -hmm. unreliable because the Android and Apple operating systems are shutting down the weightlifter on steroids and saying, you can't keep using my radio and my battery so much. So we know that the logs, the content of the logs themselves from the Alberta app is unreliable because it's missing many phones. Hmm. But just that process of getting the log into Alberta Health isn't working. So if I look at this, I go, Alberta Trace Together has been used for over six months, since May 1st. There's been a lot of public pressure to use it. A lot of politicians have staked their reputations on it. And just from a decency point of view, Alberta Health Services paid for a system to help their contact tracers. So why is it only used 19 times? You could expect it's used a 1,000 times, but unfortunately the logs miss a lot of phone numbers. So the logs have inadequate information. Mm -hmm. But that's okay because the contact trace is doing the manual job anyways, right? This is just a few more phone numbers to help them out. Mm -hmm. Why only 19 times? It's because the log isn't traveling over. Mm -hmm. This is unacceptable. If you're running a healthcare organization and your job is to contain an epidemic and you have commissioned a smartphone app to help your contact tracers in controlling that epidemic and you see for six months, it's only worked 19 times and you keep that secret, you don't tell the public, you don't escalate to your management until it gets fixed. You don't say, I'm a physician, I insist we stop using this application. And it's not like we stopped using Alberta Trace together and then we're lost in the, in the wild blue yonder with nothing.
2: We've mm-hmm.
1: had the federal app since July 31st. We committed to it. It has a history of success. It has three times the acceptance already so, it's not like you're jumping off a cliff. In fact, you're going off a step stool onto the roof. You have a flood coming. You've been standing on a step stool. You actually get to climb on the roof. You mm-hmm. now have time to breathe. Mm-hmm. So, for uh, I'm not going to name names, but for our chief medical officer, there's no way she doesn't know it hasn't, it has only worked 19 times. Mm-hmm. Yet she is joining with the politicians and saying, we've got to keep using Alberta trace together. It's the only one connected to our contact tracing system. And uh, we're not using the federal app because it doesn't connect to our contact tracing system. Mm-hmm. It's unconscionable. You, you, how as a physician do you do that to your patients? Right. It would be like my doctor gives me a free made in Alberta heart monitor on May 1st, because let's say I've got heart troubles. And so, since, heart for, since May first, I've had this heart monitor on my chest. Thank God I don't have heart troubles, but if I did, I'd be doing that religiously.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, my doctor is telling me that there are now 268,000 users in Alberta who are using this free made in Alberta health health monitor, heart monitor. And yeah, a federal one, a made in Canada one came out in July that's free, but um, I don't want you to use that. I'm blocking you as your physician from using that. I'm insisting you use only the Alberta heart monitor. And uh, so I'm using that diligently, oh, it's working well. And then I find out, no, it's not logging my heart. And out of those 268,000 users, it's only been used 19 times. So I'm thinking, if I have a heart attack, and I go see my doctor, the CMOH, and I go, I'm having a heart, I had a heart attack, or I'm having a heart attack, can we Take this heart monitor and plug it into your computer, and look at the last three weeks of my heart's performance, so we can know what was going on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I find out that someone has leaked to an investigative reporter, out of those two hundred sixty-eight thousand times in nineteen in six months, it's only been used nineteen times. If that was my doctor, I'm not a violent guy. If that was that my doctor. I would have a real time walking out of that office without being very tangibly furious. I'd be, have a real hard time not kicking a chair on the way out, right? i would be respectful to my doctor, to the staff, to the patients, in the waiting room. I would be furious because I trusted my life to this doctor. I wore this heart monitor for six months since May 1st, mm-hmm. trusting it would work. And this doctor has secretly kept for me that it's only worked 19 times.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Unacceptable.
0: Quick question for you. And the last one that I've got here today uh, for those Albertans who are listening to this Mm -hmm. can they run AB trace together and COVID alert the provincial and the federal apps simultaneously on their phones
1: they can but I would advise against it until Mm -hmm. um Mathieu uncovered the admission by the Singapore developers that they know their technology doesn't work they know it doesn't work at all IOS to IOS not just intermittently it doesn't work at all I would say don't Put the Alberta app on your phone because it will give you a false sense of security. I've myself deleted the Alberta app and I've emailed Alberta Health um, very politely to say please remove my phone number and tracking ID from your system Hmm. because I don't want them to have the false impression too that they've got whatever thousand users they actually have. And so I've deleted the Alberta app from my phone and if people are going to follow up and email the help desk at Alberta Health, and get their phone number removed from the database. Please be polite to those people because they have to phone you to verify uh, that this is your number and you're the person that truly wants your phone number deleted. Please be very polite to those people. Don't ask them questions. Don't grill them anything. Just say, yes, this is me. Please delete my number and wish them a nice day. So Alberta app, until last week, I was saying you can have both. Mm -hmm. Now I'm saying for your safety, so you don't have a false measure of security, don't have the Alberta app. Because every day we go out, we have to make a risk assessment where we go, who we talk to, what we do. Do I go into work, do I not? If I go into work, am I just doing that to pick up papers for the day and then take them back home? Um, Am I gonna eat in a restaurant or am I gonna do takeout? I'm dying for social interaction. Will I sit in a restaurant in a quiet 2 p.m. in the afternoon and have lunch? Or will I just do takeout and come sit at home in my four walls again? Um, And you're making that risk assessment based on thinking the app is working in your pocket It isn't, 19 times out of 40,000 is as close to zero as you can get. Those 19 times are just lucky strikes where somehow the pin number on the app on your phone matched the pin number that's decrypting your log at Alberta Health and somehow out of 40,000 times, 19 times it got through.
2: Hmm.
1: From August 2nd, like Professor Geist, who I listen to, he doesn't listen to me, um, uh, like Professor Geist, install the federal COVID alert app on your phone. Hmm. Because even if the Alberta government is using the only choke point government has on the app, which is preventing the AHS contact tracer um, or the AHS nurse that gives you your positive test from giving you the code to make the app work, even if the Alberta government is using its only measure of choking to to use that power essentially maliciously, it still works for you because eight other provinces, um, the app works for people whose healthcare is administered in eight other provinces. So, you know, people are looking at their Christmas plans. They change their Thanksgiving plans. People are looking at their Christmas plans. Maybe people from Saskatchewan are coming shopping in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, G- no PST, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe people are going, just me and my sister are gonna go visit my parents in Manitoba. It'll just be the four of us. My parents are in their 80s. They've been isolated all these, all these six months. At Christmas time, we're gonna go, maybe we'll get to swab tested before we go, but before our parents die, we wanna see them. They've been isolated in our suffering. So at, at least in your interactions with people whose health care is administered by eight other provinces, um, you're protected because if they test positive in one of those eight other provinces, you get notified, mm-hmm. unfortunately, Alberta's being selfish. Those people in those eight other provinces don't get notified. Mm. so let's say, for example, I go and visit my parents in Manitoba that's you uh, know they're not, but let's say I go to Brandon, Manitoba. Right. I get tested, my parents have been isolated in their own homes for six months. I go and visit them at Christmas time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, I also meet a friend of mine in Brandon from when I grew up there
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then I come back to Alberta and I test positive well. I can't notify any of the people I met in Manitoba.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas the people in Manitoba, my parents, that friend of mine, if they test positive, I get notified.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, a, it's an unacceptable imbalance. Alberta is the second most infected province in the country. And we are being irresponsibly selfish by not um, letting our Alberta healthcare system um, give us the code to notify the other Canadians we meet. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's unacceptable. Hmm. If you have a quick second, um, Adam, sure. let me talk about BC set for a second. So okay. Alberta keeps using BC as an excuse saying BC doesn't do it. BC doesn't use it. Mm-hmm. And alberta has been embarrassed by this a few times because for example, on November 2nd, Premier Kenny said, he was asked, why aren't you using it in Alberta? And he says, well, because BC's medical officer. Well, great. But you're the premier of Alberta. But in any case, he says, we don't use the federal app because the BC doesn't use the federal app either. Well, then the next week, BC did a lockdown. Saturday at 2 p.m., they shut down Greater Vancouver, effective 10 Mm p.m. So there's people at work on Saturday afternoon who are going to work in restaurants and bars and gyms and um, people who had sports tournaments that evening. 2 p.m., they were told to shut down for a 10 p.m. deadline. It's not even like Friday it's going to take place on Monday. Saturday, same day. So Alberta subscribing to this BC philosophy, but the BC philosophy is no app because we use shutdowns.
2: Mm.
1: And then Alberta, one more analogy, Alberta yesterday, Health Minister Shandro said, uh, we're not gonna mandate masks in Alberta. And last week, Dr. Bonnie Henry wrote an article about no masks. What happened two hours later, Dr. Bonnie Henry ma- mandated masks. So Alberta is trying to use BC as an excuse and they're falling on their face. So Alberta is saying no federal app in Alberta because BC doesn't want the federal app either. Remember what I told you about GPS, the lady that says recalculating when you make the wrong turn. BC on the record has said several times, we want GPS. Hmm. We want something that if you're at a party and you think it's risky, you can press a button on your phone and you can give provincial health authorities, enforcers, Hmm. your exact GPS location. It'll send a log of who was around you at that house party to us so we can enforce the restrictions. Mm. So BC is looking for a very centralized control way. So they have that centralized control with contact tracing now, they have that centralized control with shutdowns now, and they want their app to be part of that centralized control which is when you're in a place where you think COVID is spreading like a house party, you press a button on your phone and it reports the GPS and the IDs of the people around you at that house party. I'm not sure that'll fly with the privacy regulation in BC. I'm not sure Canadians with our expectation of privacy are gonna buy into it. that's why BC has no app. Mm. So it's Mm. November now. BC has not even defined the requirements for their app because it's just not going to fly. So BC is letting perfection be the enemy of good. They could be using the federal app now. Um, It doesn't tie up their contact tracers. It notifies people anonymously they've been exposed so they can contact their healthcare system and go, what should I do? And they can isolate if necessary. And um, they're not... Um, and but they're relying on shutdowns.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting um, philosophical difference, uh, different approach. All right, thanks again, Ziad. Have a great day. Thank you, Adam. Thank All you. Right. Bye bye.